Hello and welcome back to another episode of the DFS Today podcast and The Advantage. I am your host, Michael Fiddle. Today is Thursday, December 22nd, which means today's episode is a full slate breakdown for the upcoming Week 16 DFS slate. Before we get started, let me remind you guys to please follow me on Twitter at mfiddle14, to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on whatever podcast platform you are listening and to make sure you are joining the Sports Ethos Wager Pass and Discord channel if you want access to all of my bets and all of my write-ups right when I take them. They do eventually make their way over to Twitter. But if you want access right when I take them, that's where to be, Sports Ethos Wager Pass and Discord channel. Okay, like we always do on Thursdays, we are going to start this episode off with breaking down the Thursday night football game. This week, it is between the Jaguars and the New York Jets. Sadly, I am not joined by our resident Jets fan here on the DFS Today podcast, Wilson, a.k.a. Willie Ormack, a.k.a. Garrett Wilson, a.k.a. Zach Wilson, is not here today. He is playing golf with his bosses. Anytime your, your bosses invite you to play golf, you, you, you do it. You go, you show them your skills with the three wood, you chat them up in the steam room afterwards, and you try and get some deals done. So, Willie is out on the golf course. I did shoot him a text and said, hey, the people want to know, since you're a resident Jets fan, who's winning this game tonight. So, by the end of the pod, we will see if he gets back to us. But I know he would be probably in agreement with me in recommending the Jets' money line as the best bet for tonight's game, still left on the board at minus 130. This line opened with Jets minus 1. It has been bet all the way to Jets minus 2.5, even with, I think, Zach Wilson is the confirmed starter and Mike White is out another week. The Jaguars stink on the road. They've been a hot team. They've been a public team. But now they have a short week road game in a cold city. Uh, that is going to be a tough spot for them to be in. Weather is going to be a factor in this game. We saw the total open at around 41. It is now down to 36 and a half. I got the total at 39 and took the under. So I do like the under in this game. However, at 36 and a half, you have lost too much value to still play it now. If you are listening to this podcast and you're thinking, I have no bets on tonight's Jaguars Jets game. Where should I put my money? You should put it on the Jets money line. I like the minus 130. It is currently a two and a half point spread, but we've learned in this NFL season that two is more of a key number than we originally thought of. It is because of the amount of teams that are going for it for the win in a two point conversion, for the amount of teams that are going for it on fourth down and how it screws with the odds. The uh, field goal success rate has gone down in recent years, especially this time of year where we have more wind and weather concerns, especially on the East Coast in New York. So don't want to play the spread at minus 2.5. I certainly don't mind the minus 2.5. If you listen to this podcast, you know, three is the most important number in football. So getting a spread at minus 2.5, not that big of a deal. But to pay the only minus 130 juice for the money line, I think you're paying fair value to get off the points and just take the, the money line. So my best bet tonight is the money line. I love the under myself, but given where the odds sit currently, I wouldn't jump in on that. Let's talk about a few other games that I want to highlight. The Lions-Panthers game has to be talked about. I mean, this line simply has not moved. We are seeing 90% of money on the Detroit Lions, minus 2.5, and it has stayed right there the whole week. 
So, I don't know, guys. That's really, really fishy to me. This line should have at least moved to three or three and a half. I don't totally understand it, why the sports books are fading the Lions this week, even though they've been backing the Lions week after week, and we've been following them on this podcast. We've been big Lions supporters the last few weeks. They're on a, what, six-game win streak, and we've been profiting off that pretty consistently. This week might be the week that we're going the other way. I mean, for 90% of the money to be on Lions minus 2.5 and the line not to move to minus 3 is a huge red flag. So I am looking strongly at a Panthers plus 2.5, at a Panthers plus 3 if I could get it there, maybe even by the hook, because this uh, split ratio to line movement just does not add up, and that is a red flag and an eyebrow raiser for us people that study the betting market. Another place where it's another eyebrow raiser is the Patriots versus Bengals game. We are seeing reverse line movement in this game which makes it generally a must bet for me. But given these teams and these situations, I haven't jumped in yet. Uh, This game opened at Bengals minus three and a half, Patriots plus three and a half. We are seeing 78% of the money on the Bengals side. And the line moved not to minus four, but to minus three. So that is reverse line movement. The line is getting better if you want to back the Bengals, even though the entire public and 78% of the money there and 83% of the bet tickets are already on that side. That is reverse line movement. The books are taking a position against the public here. The books are siding with Bill Belichick and the bank and the Patriots at home against the Bengals. The Bengals have been red hot. The Patriots have been atrocious. Their offense has been stalling. I haven't jumped in to back the Patriots just yet. I think I will soon. Because generally, this kind of line movement is what I love to bet into. So I'm probably not going to let my personal bias on teams and the situation outweigh my loyalty to line movement and spread value. So that's reverse line movement, and I love to see it. Let's continue to talk. I'm also on the Ravens minus seven. It has gone to Ravens minus six. I think that's a weather thing. The the total's gone down to 35 and a half. I see this as a nice spot for the Ravens. Desmond Ritter, ugh, he's been he was terrible. He doesn't even look like he's going to be an NFL quarterback. I'll bite my tongue in a few years on that if I have to. Lamar should be back this week. Uh, I think the lack of Ravens weapons is overstated. Uh, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think Demarcus Robinson's pretty good. I think Andrews elite tight end. I think likely the backup tight end is also an elite tight end that they have in the wings. And they have a great run game that's coming on strong in J.K. Dobbins. Besides MPhil14 on Twitter, J.K. Dobbins might be one of the best follows that you could have on Twitter. So make sure you're following J.K. Dobbins as well. Um, I love the Ravens minus six. I would jump in on that now if you have no bets on that game. I'm also on the Miami Dolphins. Minus three and a half is where the line sits right now. I jumped in on it before so I've lost uh, value on this line however I really like it the Packers suck me and Willie talk about it every week we backed the Packers last week because of the situational spot that they were in they were playing against an atrocious Rams team at home with rest advantage on a Monday night in a spot where they had to win to maintain some playoff push this is where that goes to die the Dolphins also really need to win Um, they play this very quick hitting football that is going to 
eat this young Packers defense alive. I think that the Miami Dolphins score a ton of points. This this over-unders at 50 and a half. So to me, that is a spot to target for DFS and a place that I really like for the Dolphins to back them and take the spread. I don't mind laying the three and a half because the point spread is as so large, 50 and a half points, more points scored, easier to cover a larger point spread. So don't mind playing the three and a half. Don't even mind the minus five and a half that I have right now. I think this is a touchdown victory for the Miami Dolphins. The last bet that I'm on is on the Chargers minus 3.5 at the Colts. It is That is the Monday night game. It is now to 4.5. A lot of respect for the Colts in the sportsbook throughout the season. Uh, I was backing the Colts on preseason priors more than any other team, so I understand it. However, I've gotten off of that because this team sucks. Um, Nick Foles is going to be starting. The defense doesn't care. The coaching staff probably not going to be back. Jonathan Taylor now injured. I just don't know what's left. Meanwhile, the Chargers have so much to play for and get their ball rolling and get their uh, momentum going before the playoffs begin. So like the Chargers on the money line, I don't mind it at the minus four and a half. I'm fading this Colts team uh, with a passion for the rest of the season. And those are my best bets for week 16. If there's not a game that I, uh, if there's a game that I didn't review that you would like me to, shoot me a note on Twitter Message me in the uh, Sports Ethos Discord channel. Reach out to me in some way, and I will break it down on tomorrow's Core 4 podcast, which makes me uh, give you guys the reminder that Core 4 podcasts are going to be starting to come out on Fridays because we have Saturday games. I want to make sure that you guys have the Core 4 before then, so it will come out on Saturdays and not Sundays. I mean, it will come out Fridays and not Saturdays. Sorry for that. Let's move on to discuss the DFS for this week. We will start with the quarterback position. We are going to discuss both spend ups and value options on this slate. We are doing the 20 team Saturday into Sunday DFS slate. These games start at one o'clock on Saturday and they continue and cover all of these Sunday games as well. So Patrick Mahomes is the highest spend up quarterback, $8,400. Going against the Seattle Seahawks, playing at home. Certainly, you can go for Mahomes. He's been balling. I have to bite my tongue for saying he shouldn't have been picked last week because he went off. Actually, I picked Jalen Hurts, who was $100 more, but scored five points more than him in fantasy. So the price-to-point ratio was better for Hurts. All the optimizers were playing Mahomes last week. It was nice that we went with Hurts, but Mahomes ended up still being a good play. So I will bite my tongue there and saying, I don't know why people are playing Mahomes. Mahomes turned out to be a great play nonetheless. Um, This week, you could always go back to Mahomes going against the Seahawks, like I said, at home, 29.5 implied points for the Chiefs. That means they are going to put up points. He is, you know, the run game for the Chiefs pretty much goes through Mahomes' short pass arm. So he gets a lot of those yards and a lot of those points. Josh Allen, you could certainly play him going against Chicago. That game should be played quick. Uh, They are eight and a half point favorites. They are in Chicago, so it's going to be a cold weather game. I guess Buffalo will be a cold weather game too. I don't think anyone's going to be too excited to tackle Josh Allen. So love Josh Allen to get a lot done with his feet on the ground. I am not going to be playing into Burrow because, like I said, there's a reverse line movement to the Patriots. I'm not going to be playing Justin Fields. He's 
too expensive uh, at now 7500 If he's in the same game as Josh Allen, I'd rather just have Allen. Lamar Jackson, not going to play him in his first game back. Kirk Cousins against the Giants. Kirk Cousins coming off a game where he scored like 35 points and had 400 plus yards because it was a game script, perfect situation for him where they went down 30, 33 to nothing. 33 to nothing. Jesus, the Colts suck. Um, yeah, so going to avoid Dallas because and Dak Prescott because of Philly's defense. If I'm looking to more budget options this week, you have to plug out Jared Goff, Detroit playing at Carolina. Carolina defense just got, you know, pulled apart by Mitch Trubisky last week, but also Gardner Minshew. Uh, Eagles team is so talented and they have receiving weapons. And I think Dallas Goddard might even be playing. Minshew at 4,800 is literally the cheapest quarterback on the board. Like he's the same price as Taysom Hill. So because the price is so low, it really needs to be considered. I actually feel strongly that I'm going to be playing at least some Gardner Minshew's in cash game lineups this week because the price two-point ratio is going to work out in his favor. We did not know that Jalen Hurts was going to be definitely out before this slate, you know, was priced. That's why Minshew is priced at 4800 All right, let's review the wide receivers. At the top of the board is Justin Jefferson. I don't have a single thing to say bad about JJ. If you want to play him, by all means, go for it. He certainly might be the spend-up that I choose to go, to go with. Um, Stefan Diggs is the second highest spend on the board, 8500 at the wide receiver position. I'm probably not going to be playing Josh Allen, and I generally like to stack those two together, so I'm probably not going to be on Diggs. But again, if you want to, by all means. Jamar Chase, no because of the matchup against New England. If he goes for 35, will I be surprised? Certainly will not, but... New England Patriots have reverse line movement in their game. They have a low total, and they shut down Devontae Adams last week. So I am not going to be playing into the Jamar Chase angle. A.J. Brown, no, because he's guys a backup quarterback. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown definitely can be considered this week. Uh, 7,800. Going against the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Jared Goff is the quarterback given out by some of the optimizers for budget QBs. So if you are going with the Goff I'm on raw stack. By all means, go for it. Um, the wide receivers that I really like. I think Justin Jefferson is going to be my spend up. And just a few other names that I'm picking off. Demarcus Robinson for the Ravens. Probably going to be a pretty chalk play. Michael Gallup for the Cowboys is in a lot of the optimizers. Richie James for the Giants is in a lot of the optimizers. And then any of these middle tier guys, you can certainly take a stab out and play them. Like if you want to play uh, Juju and stack him with Mahomes, go for it. If you want to play uh, a Gabe Davis and stack him with a Josh Allen, go for it. If you want to play a Jacoby Myers, I actually really like that one because of the uh, love that the Patriots are getting. Jacoby in a full point PPR is a guy that we can go back to. We played him so much in the beginning of the season. I really do like Jacoby. It looks to me like I'll be playing a, a Jeff, Justin Jefferson, Jacoby combo. Uh, maybe a low-priced floor guy will appear by the end of the week, and we could talk about him tomorrow on the Core 4 podcast.
Let's go over to the running back position. We'll start at the top. It, of course, is CMC that we have to start with. 8,800 going against Washington, which has an amazing front four. So I'm not going to be playing Christian McCaffrey. Uh, no Debo in that game, so he should get a ton, ton, ton of work. I'd rather play Derrick Henry. He's had, what, four straight games of 200-plus yards against the Houston Texans. They're playing against the Houston Texans this week. Do it again, Henry. Another 200-plus. King Henry going to pave the way. I am going to be playing King Henry in my lineups. We also know that um, Dontrell Hilliard is out for the season. He's on IR. So Derrick Henry should get more of this, you know, passing game work that we've seen. And in full point PPR that DraftKings is. Love that situation for Derrick Henry. Um, Derrick McKinnon, back-to-back weeks is the highest scoring running back on the slate. So... Love him. Like I said, the run game for the Chiefs just runs through short dump-off passes. If McKinnon catches six, seven passes and his yards after catch, he just is a nice, steady floor for you. He should easily provide 10 points. Miles Sanders finds himself in a particularly good spot this week with a backup quarterback. They should run heavy. The New Orleans versus Cleveland game should be very, very, very run heavy because of the weather. So if you want to play into Chubb or Kamara and hope that they get 20-plus touches, by all means, go for it. Tyler Algier, I think, is a great play. He is seemingly taken over for Cordero Patterson. The guy runs freaking hard. Uh, Atlanta doesn't really throw the ball. So I like Algier to get 15-plus touches again, maybe find his way into the end zone. He should be a very strong option for running back. Let's talk about the tight ends. I feel very confident that I'm going to play Mark Andrews. I like the matchup. I like Lamar coming back. I like the spot against Atlanta. And if I'm playing Gardner Minshew and I have this kind of spend up money, I'm looking at tight end as a place to separate myself from the pack. So I think Travis Kelsey is obviously a great option at tight end this week, but he's $8,000. And then after that, you have Andrews at 5,500. Kittle at 5,300, Hawkinson 4,900, and I simply think Andrews has separated himself from that pack of players that he's priced with, where he's probably worth 6,500, and I really like playing Andrews in this spot. He's going to be better than his respective competition. He is going to be a focal point of his offense. Uh, Feel very confident Mark Andrews is my tight end tomorrow, or for the core four episode. Finally, let's talk about defense. Uh, There's so many bad weather games that that's probably the spot that you want to pick off. Saints going against the Cleveland Browns seems to be the optimizer play. Um, Cowboys are often an optimizer play as well. And I'm seeing some Ravens too. I don't love the Ravens because I don't love playing against a team that's going to run the ball 40 times and not throw it as much and create much opportunities in the air. So I love the Cowboys going against Minshew. If you're playing Minshew as your quarterback, you don't want to play the Cowboys defense. You'd rather play the Saints. So that is it for today. I will be back tomorrow with a quicker Core 4 episode. Thank you guys as always for tuning in and peace out.